And good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. Happy Saturday. Happy first Saturday of September. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, we're back. Some of you probably heard us last night out in Proctor. Terry Agardall Memorial Field. High school football season is here. Fall season is here, but don't tell Mother Nature. Not usually something we say in Duluth unless she brings you winter early. But the heat is on. Glenn Fry would be happy on a day like today. Good morning, Dave Cook. Well, it's warm today. It was uh Warm after we shut the windows at uh, Proctor last night. Uh, you know, Dave's not a big fan of heat, and uh, he also worked all day, and they don't have a shorts rule at work. So we wore our work clothes to Proctor yesterday. Yes, you that did. Was a bad idea. My first joke was I thought maybe we were back at Vikings training camp, because if you remember, when we were at the glorious TCO Studios, it was about 85, 90 degrees that day as well. And I wore shorts and my purple and gold Northland Sports Page polo, and Dave strutting around in jeans and a Northland Sports page polo. And I said, you are going to roast. And he looks at me and says, well, I wish you would have said you were going to wear shorts. I just said, it's August, dude. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> now it's September. I suggest doing the same. You know, we've had a lot of really squirrely stuff in the last two days as far as things working and things not working. You know what's bad on a, oh, well, that was weird. I should probably face the microphone the whole time. I was going to say, it depends on how um, much you want to be heard today. The, if you want to talk over here. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was looking at the at, so we have tea while we're while we're in the show, yeah. just so everybody knows. And um, one of the worst things you can have is when you put your tea bag in that the Button bar uh, the, if we had one the the tea bag breaks because it looks like like I had a chaw full of skull, and uh, I, this is a spitter and not a tea a tea cup because I got leaves all over the place on the side of the thing. This is awful. Like, I know what it is because I made it, and it looks hard to drink. Basically, to surmise that, weather aside, Dave is an absolute hot mess this morning. He is hot. And for a guy that is not a fan of heat, I know you're just returning from Arizona. You know what I thought would be a good idea? don't blink because you're going back. Yeah, I think we should go back to that. Absolutely. So, um, but my understanding is not going to be a whole lot different than it is here. If it's 90 here, it's supposed to be like 101. But they had rain yesterday. Dana, Dana said to me last night, she goes, good luck with this. It's a dry heat. They rained yesterday in Phoenix. It's going to be miserable. Wow. So, again, the calendar does tell us it's September. Not much else does weather-wise, but most newscasts, news, weather, and sports. Sports, that's our baby. Sports in September, there is a lot to talk about. We were foreshadowing this last night when we teased it at the half of the Hammer game. Again, Hermantown over Proctor, 47-8 to eight last night. And we said, you know, 47, that's about the number of sports topics in September that you could dive into because a week from tomorrow, the Vikings will start. This Thursday, the NFL season will start. High school football started for us coverage-wise last night. Started for some teams the day before or a week before. Prep sports in the fall. Pick a sport. They're here. College sports in the fall. That's here. Tennis has the U.S. Open. Baseball has a pennant race. September's one of the more fun months for you because you love the call-ups. NHL training camp will be here shortly. NBA training camp will be here shortly. The Ryder Cup will end in October, but start in late September. You do not have a shortage of things to be excited about if you call yourself a sports fan in the month of September. Well, and if you're really digging the FIBA thing with uh, where you're seeing Ant right. turn into a celebrity and Carl Anthony Towns playing defense. And I saw a thing on the Walker kid that's going to be our backup two guard. And he's super excited to be in the same place two years in a row. And so you're watching Timberwolves grow right in front of us while during the FIBA thing. So I'm going to think I'm going to I think I'm going to try to watch a little bit of that as well. Can I admit to accidentally watching some of it earlier this week? Because I don't know if you do, but I almost constantly fall asleep with the TV on. So I wake up to whatever channel I fell asleep with and 
earlier this week, it was ESPN, which was carrying the FIBA contest. So I woke up with it on. But I will tell you this as well. I am a Charter Spectrum customer. And ESPN no longer exists on that as of like a day or two ago. How about that? Right. It's just been funny, though, because when it comes to sports networks, and I know we're radio guys, and radio is not a visual medium, so we should focus more on radio, but we're just like everybody else. We watch TV when we have the opportunity to. I usually don't love ESPN as a sports network. It's just not my jam. I like the sports-specific ones. I like the MLB network. I like NFL network. You know, those types of things. Yep. So I thought, okay, ESPN doesn't exist on my TV anymore. Big deal. The last couple of days, I have found myself almost out of like habit that I can't break, turning to ESPN and seeing that same warning thing that's on the screen or going, what? There's nothing else on. I wonder if I can find a 30 for 30. Or last night, you know, we missed the Twins game. And I thought, well, maybe I can catch the highlights on SportsCenter. I turned to ESPN and went, oh, whoops. It's not that you don't know what it's got till it's gone because I don't like ESPN, but bad habits die hard. Oh, and habits that have been ingrained for most of our lives. Here's the thing, though. I mean, I when I heard that they cut off some of the uh, cable subscribers, my first thought was, Still well... Still waiting for my bill to go down as a result, by the way. <laughs> right. My first thought was, well, they let go all of their talent. Now they're cutting back on subscribers. Maybe ESPN is going to shut her up here. Um, because now their talent is, is uh, you know, the ones that we knew are gone. You know, Buchagras is still there, so I suppose that's one. Um, but the... You know, seeing turnover and then seeing them shutter some windows, it's a little its a little scary. Right. So ESPN access for me is about the only thing taken away when it comes to September. Because, again, the moral of this story is this month is fun. We've done the what's your favorite month on the calendar before. Yep. And kind of the top three, pick your order, because you and I disagreed on the three stars of the Hammer game last night. But we had, no. the, we had the same three names. Yeah. We just ordered them differently. So that's what we used to do in the calendar sense. We love March, September, and October, and you can pick which ones you like over the other. That's kind of how September sports is. I don't want to do that necessarily because I don't want to alienate somebody that we work with. If I put high school sports at a college, Scholastic is upset with us. If I put college over high school, every high school that we cover on this station is upset with us. I'm not interested in ranking them. I just want to celebrate September being here because I can do it while I'm in here. I'm married to an educator, and I better not do it at home because school starts on Tuesday, and my wife loves her job. I'm not going to mislead people on that, but she's been you know, kind of in a lap of luxury being on vacation for multiple months. That world ends abruptly come Tuesday. Yep. So I try not to celebrate September at home. Yeah, too hard. But as a sports fan, I can do that because you know, pick your poison or pick your favorite because there's plenty to do. So we both said going into this show today, man, I need some joy. I need some positivity, and that has nothing to do with sports results. It has to do with life, so we can actually lean on sports to help us out. Yep, no, you're 100% right. And when you you talked about um, um, having the positivity and having the positivity of fall, it is not just, you know, we talked about the, we talked about baseball being in their stretch run. So there's those things that you're, you know, engaged with and, and you're worried about, but there's also so much hope, right? Football season starting, everybody's zero zero, but my team's going to be great. I mean, especially Sinigan. But the but oh my the rest goodness, of us, yes. The only thing worse than his inability to tell time is that somehow Green Bay is still always tremendous. He did take a very much teachable moment stride backwards and didn't predict them in the Super Bowl for the first time in like a decade. But he still has them being this huge factor, which they could be. But my goodness, those fans can't let go. I wonder if that's better or worse because Viking fans were were so pessimistic by default. Yeah. To me, we're easier to handle because we say, well, 
if everything aligns, we could win 13 games <laughs> again. If it doesn't, we might win five. Yeah. We have that humility. Listening to Dave Sinekin before that, I never have to doubt again why I roll Packer fans so frequently. Go ahead. Yeah, no, but I think I think if you, I mean, if you're a Wild fan, right, it's coming. You know, this is going to be the right. year. Timberwolves fans, like we were talking about, get to see the FIBA thing and say, man, alive, what happens when those guys start playing together? Because you're seeing them, but the the future is right in front of us. We've talked about scholastic football and how they've been, you know, getting dissed deservedly by the Mayak, and now we're back to a full roster. We've got a quarterback. You know, all these things. I mean, truth of the matter is they, they might be good. They might not be good. But right now we're so excited about the trajectory. September's good for right. that. September is really hard to prioritize, so my best advice is just don't. Just have a remote in hand, have that radio dial ready to turn, and keep your head on a swivel. You know, just enjoy all of it because, you know, we did a high school game last night. We had a good time doing it. Got home, realized that we didn't see a single pitch of the Twins game last night. The Twins, by the way, got a massive, massive victory last night. Texas is a good team. Max Scherzer is a great pitcher. You get a win in both of those circumstances to open that series on a night that Cleveland wins. That's huge. Yep. You Texas talk, got Ludlowed last night. You t- yeah, right? And that's like never Rick happened Roy. to anybody like else. Rolled, right, something like that. Yes. I think I'd rather be Rickrolled, but I'm not sure. Ludlowed? Should have used that as a bump-out music today. <laughs> it's not too late to change one. I might sneak it in. But the Twins got a big win last night. It wasn't September yet, but go for football. The final day of August, I got home from Duluth East football game, which scoreboard-wise didn't go well, but fun to rekindle that job again. Yep. But then you get home and you stay in that mode and you turn a football game on that you know, ends on the final play. And I'm glad it did because Gus Johnson was the play-by-play guy for that game on Thursday night. And you know what Gus Johnson's known for. Yep. We were, you know, half-hearted impersonating him in the press box at East when when Gus Johnson does a game, this could happen. Here's a wide receiver screen. Oh, he breaks a tackle and it's a gain of two. You know, I mean, Gus Johnson just loves to get into everything. Well, give him something. And the Gophers in Nebraska really did. Yeah, no, and but it goes back to what we were saying about September. I mean, hope runs eternal. If you think about Nebraska fans, you know, Matt Rule, new quarterback, who, by the way, the quarterback's going to be pretty good. Um, They're, you know, ready to change back to the Nebraska they were when we were kids. And P.J. Fleck is, his team is, nope, we're we're a different program now. And they showed it. So now, you know, Gopher fans who might be like, okay, we got away with one. But the reason that we got away with one is because we're different program. And so now that hope and the expectation of September is there. Right. That depends on how Minnesotan are you because Minnesotans by default, again, tend to either focus on the negative or anticipate it. And you could say, you know, Nebraska is not going to be that great again. And they skirted by a Nebraska team. And if they hadn't, which let's face it for all, but basically the final minute of that game, it looked like they may not. You look at the Gopher schedule and you go, ugh. You might be looking at five and eight all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, now they pulled one out, you know, rescued it from the jaws of defeat or however you want to put it. And I'm not saying that that victory has you thinking that they're going to beat Ohio State and beat Michigan. No, it doesn't. Right. But but you have a little bit of fanfare behind, you know, the kid quarterback. You mentioned Nebraska is going to be good. Sims did play a good game. Has a little trouble throwing it to the wrong team, but very good athlete who played a decent game. Mm-hmm. But I was impressed with Ethan Kalik Manis as well, the gopher quarterback who my niece Aubrey knows well, we'll have her in hour number two. We'll let her say it more than us. But, yep. you know, a gopher quarterback throwing it 44 times, I tweeted this, did Kaliak Manis pass Tanner Morgan in career pass attempts already? <laughs> how's, the, how's the old shoulder after right. that, huh? Right, right. Yeah. Does he have to go on five days rest now if he was pitching? It's Mike Hohensee. It's Mike Hohensee all over again. Where's right. Jim Wacker when you need him? But the um, the kid quarterback 
is one of the reasons that I think Gophers, the Gopher program can look good. Plus, their defense legit, right? Their their defense, I mean, you said Sims throwing the ball to the other team. Well, the other team has to be in the right spot, too. Right. So the defense has to feel good about what they did. The kid kicker's all right, and uh, the kid quarterback played well. So once again, we are the Northland Sports Page. The opening topic today is just basically a celebration of September. We're going to touch on all of the reasons that we feel this month should be enjoyed by sports fans. We get to enjoy every Saturday talking sports. We can't do it without our great sponsors. Absolutely. Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Avenue 45, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors, Blackwater Downtown, and Tavern on the Hill, up by the colleges, Sammy Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier carrier, Northeastern Minnesota, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer, OAR Holdings, Hoops Brewing, and Arola Architecture Studio. The OG, Ryan Arola, Arola Architecture Studio. Also, our friends at Comfort Systems, they invite you to sign up for a service appointment. Do it online. All you got to do is mention that you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page. When you do that, you'll receive $20 off that appointment. And again, the website to do it is comfortsystemsduluth.com. A couple of additional thoughts on the sponsors that Dave mentioned. Mount Royal, they've got their Wine Wednesdays. We hope in September we've got no losing to wine about. But if you enjoy wine in terms of a beverage, 10% off all of their wine selections on Wednesdays. And today is Saturday. You mentioned Hoops Brewing. Mount Royal works in conjunction with Hoops. So Mount Royal Bottle Shop offers today 10% off all of their Hoops products. And you mentioned Blackwater. And I know your son Aaron works in healthcare. Yeah. Healthcare professionals get to Blackwater on Wednesdays. 20% off your food and drink, live music. Sounds like a good time. Well, and I was telling you, uh, well, you know, one of the reasons that things aren't super exciting around the old abode is that there's so much medical things going on. You know, I had a buddy whose mother-in-law died. You know, Ma's moving back into assisted living. Um, we've got um, a friend of ours who is uh, in healthcare who's broken and, and has to take time off. And all these people, they make such a big, all these healthcare workers make a, such a big difference, whether it's hospice in one case whether it's the people uh, trying to make moving into assisted living something that nobody wants to do, right? right. Make it make palatable. that transition a little easier. You know, the fact that you can go to Blackwaters on a Wednesday and and just decompress and understand that the rest of us really appreciate what you're doing is is magical. Thank you, Black. Uh, thank you for Blackwoods doing that. The Blackwoods family again get to Blackwater on Wednesdays. Healthcare professionals day twenty percent off with a valid work badge. In the lounge, on the patio, 20% off in either of those spots, and the weather may allow you to use that patio again. It certainly will. It would today. I mean, if you're out, if you're out uh, looking for a haunt today, Blackwater's a good spot because that outdoor patio is going to be full. Absolutely. So heating up in September is a little bit weird in the weather world, but again, in sports, this is what it's all about. We talked about how much we appreciate prep sports. I kind of, in a way hit at least for three quarters of the cycle in my own personal world. Because a lot of times people ask me, you know, well, okay, you're an announcer. What do you do? And I said, well, I do a little bit of public address. I do a little bit of play by play. I do a little bit of webcasting. And I also have a Saturday morning show. I hit for the cycle in the last few days, Wednesday and Thursday. I did the public address route at Duluth East Friday. I did play by play on the radio, but also thanks to our friends at rails TV did a webcast. And now I've got the Saturday morning show. You were joking with me about so much for easing into your season because I said, well, I'm going to get to August 31st and then I'm just going to start doing all of it. Yeah, and and don't even mention your Vikings show now after football, which is the whole point of what I said because, boy, you didn't all this extra time you had, you had to fill it with something. And so you now you have a new show after Vikings games. We certainly do. Next Sunday, after the game, after fan line, when they let the networks go, please don't go anywhere on this dial because time for two more 
will have its second show on September 10th after hopefully the Vikings' first win of the season. Vikings hosting Tampa at noon on September 10th. We figure we'll get on the air probably 4.30 or 5 because you've got three-hour, three-hour-plus game. If Proctor Hermantown is any indication of how long football games go, the NFL may have us there for a while. That was a, a snail's pace last night, certainly. A but pitch clock. We figure between the game, the abbreviated post game that the Vikings do, and then Vikings fan line from the mothership, probably about 4.30 or 5 for us. Time for two more goes for an hour. I hope someday it really takes off, and time for two more can be two more hours. But the two more hosts are myself and Steve Potosha. We had a great debut last Saturday after that final preseason game. We had about 10 interactions, whether it was phone call, social media, or text message, people wanting to talk Vikes. And if we had 10 in an hour off the final preseason game where really on the surface there should be nothing to talk about, I am very excited to see what regular season game one is going to bring, whether it's celebration time off a of victory or, oh my goodness, duck and cover because we lost to the Bucks. Right, because Baker's back. Right. The only person happy about that would be the guy across from me. He's not want, cheering against the Vikings, I don't right. think. I want but he the loves Vikings Baker to win, Mayfield, right? You Baker want a forty-two thirty-five game? Yeah. yeah, Baker tears it up a little bit. That's all right. Um, no, the uh, I th- I think the show is going to be fascinating because here's the thing: if it works, and I think it will, if it works, there's no other p- local place to do this. Like you can get a chance to sit down and listen to uh, local takes, but also provide your own and be involved, not in this big national thing, but together as like a family. And so I think it's super cool. Absolutely. And again, the opening topic du jour is the fact that September is super cool. Again, we didn't want to rank things because we have too many irons in the fire in terms of being gainfully employed by various sports. One of those things though, that is not true is professional sports. So take prep and college out because we know we love them both. Baseball independent chase, us open tennis, Ryder cup, golf, NHL, NBA starts, or the NFL opening, where do you put each one in terms of your priority of I want to follow this? Because I think you're going to be different because I'm so much of a game day guy. What happens when it matters? You're so much of the buildup to that. Are you seeing what this kid is doing and what this kid is doing in camp or what this kid has done in practice? Or, you know, you're concerned about the Vikings' fifth linebacker where I usually don't even know who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's Troy Dye, by the way. But that's uh, and he used to be the starter. My how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> uh, special team ace, though he's a special team ace. Um, so if I'm putting them in, if I'm putting them in order, I'm excited for the Vikings to kick off. Right, right. I'll be I'll be really excited for about the first half, and then it's just a football season, right? Um, I I'm so fascinated with this Twins team. Like they, I, I said it last week. I said it last night. If if things click. This team's not an easy out, and right. and they're getting close. You can it just feels like they're getting closer. You know, last last night Ryan had this great this great pitching uh, performance and against Scherzer, and then the, you know the Twins looked like they couldn't even play, and then when they needed to, they started hitting. You know, if that team shows up in the playoffs, I am so fascinated to see if this might be the year. They at least win a game, right? Maybe even a series. I do think that'll happen. I think they'll pitch their way to a win. Whether it's in a game or in a series, I think that's a great million-dollar question. The interesting part is the format, because if they win this division, which I think we all think they're going to, although that Cleveland series put that seed of doubt that Minnesotans love to cling to, it's there now. But if they win this division, because of the format, they will be the three seed, even though they will have a worse record than everybody in the wild card part of the playoffs. So they will host a team for a three-game series. They've played better at target field, which is going to help them too. I'm just very curious as to 
what's going to help and what's going to hurt. And it goes back to what I said a couple weeks ago, when Rocco's going to have a lot of buttons to push, is he going to push the right ones? He certainly didn't in that final game of the Cleveland series, handing the ball in a key spot to a kid who played one game who promptly served up a three-run homer. But you've got Buxton on the comeback trail. You're excited about that. You might be the only one I know who's not related to Byron Buxton who's excited about that. <laughs> Willie Castro is going to be back. Kierloff's Alex Kirloff's going to be back. You do have some guys that are expendable that have had to play, Luplo being one of them, even though he was clutch last night. Joey Gallo's days should be numbered with these returns. But I think you're right. The Twins, for me, is actually going to be number one. And I know that's crazy to say because the NFL opener is such a big deal. But the reason is the point in the season. We talked about this. Baseball's always had a pennant race in September and October. If the Twins are not part of it, we're not talking about this. We are all about the Vikings opener. And that Sunday, I'll be glued. And a Vikings one loss is basically equal to the Twins losing five straight because of the number of games. But the fact that the playoffs are almost here and we've got a team in it, I know it's going to be considered blasphemy, but that's still going to be number one for me right up until September 10th. Then I'll switch. And, you know, after time for two more on September 10th, I'll switch back. It's it's kind of ridiculous and almost even looking in the mirror, it's like I don't understand why you're saying this. But is it possible that it's okay this year for even hockey fans to be more excited about the Wolves than the Wild? Give the Wild a year to percolate because next year when the when the salary problem goes away, they can they're going to be they're going to be really good when they can spend money. But this Timberwolves team, if if what we're hearing in FIBA is right, and we're not hearing it from one guy, you're hearing it from thirty people that these Timberwolves players look like they're starting to figure it out. Can we be excited about a Timberwolves season? I am, and I agree with you, but we have to understand what a huge minority we are because we are the ones that like basketball and hockey just about equally. And if anybody affiliated with either of those two sports could learn the same lesson because we've only spent about six years worth of shows trying to hammer it home, absolutely you could. But you're just not going to get that to happen from the hockey bobos and the basketball bobos. They're going to stand by their sport, and that's fine. And the Wilds still have the unconditional love card. But yes, the Timberwolves should be exciting. But whenever you put the word should in front of a Minnesota sports professional team, you wonder what's going to take place. Yeah, imagine if all these guys come back with, you know, Gobert's playing well and and all that going. And then they come and they come out of the gate at three and 15. Right. I mean, it's like set the, the world The disengagement will be at a turbo oh pace. Oh my gosh, it'll be palpable. But the uh, the Wild, this is their last year to kind of say, okay, you know, we're, we've got this big salary thing over our heads. We're getting everything coalesced. So when we can spend money, we're going to be Stanley Cup contenders. Is that is that too risque to say? Because their their kids are all going to have seasoning. I think it's silly to say, but I know where we live. People will say it. I, I once they can bring in two centers, uh, two free agent centers that they can afford. Oh, is no. that all? Well, but. Think about it. If if Caprice that's like the Vikes. The Vikes are two interior linemen on both sides of the ball from being good. That's all. Which is why this year needs to be considered. You know, just percolate, get your guys to the point where you add a center or two, and all of a sudden you're ready to take off, right? And so that's that's why I say to to Wild fans, this is a different kind of season. Hopefully, we make the playoffs, and if we don't, hopefully we get a good draft pick. But coming up, the the Wild are going to have expectations that are off the roof. My question is, is should the Wolves have that now? They probably should. I'm going to spin this for you a different direction because, again, you're a different character and anybody who's met you before is going, <laughs> yeah. what kind of Pandora's box did you just open? <laughs> what did people say? You have to learn how to speak, Dave. But September is so great sports-wise mm-hmm. that I'm going to put it to you this way. And I'm going to talk to Dave Hoops in a few minutes. I'm going to add a couple that I won't talk to you about. I'll add tennis and golf to the equation. Well, because I know you'll just dismiss them and that doesn't make for good radio. 
So you're not a super big attend a game in person guy. Yeah. But let's say you had the opportunity. Are you going to the Vikes home opener? Because we have a contest here at the station with which you could do that. Go to the homepage on our website, northlandfan.com for more information. Or are you going to a Twins game down the stretch? Are you going to an early season wild or early season Wolves game? You get one ticket. This year. Put them in order. Uh, Wolves one, this, Twins this, two. I would say this September, but of course the wild and Wolves won't open right. until October. Wolves one, Twins two, wild three, Vikings four. Wow. I just don't, I have no burn to go to that but game. I, but I think what impressed me is instead of deep diving, you know, expanding on it or taking some time, you did that like we were playing a bonus round that had 10 seconds on the clock. But I think for me, it's pretty straightforward. I'm super excited to see what we have with the Timberwolves. I might not ever go back, but you said the first year, what are you most excited to do? So that would be that one. The The Twins, it something feels different. I hope I'm right. I hope um, all of our listeners out there are realizing what I just did. He didn't deep dive at all, and now I'm making him as we go. Yes, and it's working. <laughs> yes. See? Um, the, the I twins, just hope you leave me some time to do my own. The twins just feel different. Like, yeah. it, it, this is the bad Minnesota fan. If things go right, this Twins team could be really good uh, because everybody, everybody is overlooking them. The Wild, uh, because I like the Wild. And the Vikes, I will watch every second of the game, not live, but I will watch it during the during the week. Um, but I just don't have any interest going to see them live. All right, that's fair. Now, I'm just going to give intangibles because we're partly pressed for time because it wouldn't be a Northland sports page if we weren't. So everybody knows how I feel about each of these teams in terms of their on-court field ice performance, what have you. Twins would be one for me because Target Field just feels like home. It's a bit of a risk because I live and die with this team, but... I feel like the Twins have kind of taught me to keep my emotions in check where the Vikings have not. I'll be like you, but for a completely different reason. I'll probably put the Vikings in last, partly because it's bad for my health to attend a game in person, partly because I saw the first loss in the history of the U.S. Bank Stadium, and I thought I shouldn't return for obvious reasons, yep. partly because I can't make it back to Duluth in time for time for two more, so I'm just not going to go anyway. So there's lots of reasons why the Vikings would be last. The Twins would be first. I think the Wolves would be second, but my reason is more of a joke, but it's semi-serious at the same time. I said I get one free ticket. NBA ticket prices are absurd. If it's free, yeah. I'm going to a Timberwolves game, that's, and I'm sitting mighty close because I haven't done it since I proposed. We sat mighty close that night as well. And then the Wild would be third because I love that particular stadium. Yep. I think the X is a palace, but I've watched NHL games. Do I like them? Yes. Do I love being there? Uh, sort of. Yeah, and, and we are spoiled because we're close to the to hockey action when we do our normal games. And like even when we saw when I did the NHL summer game, the speed of the NHL is so amazing. But being, you know, five hundred yards away from it, it doesn't it doesn't look that fast. You know what the coolest part is? There's a couple things we left out because we work so many games. Prep sports and college sports are in a world all their own, and we love go for football. We both have tickets next Saturday. Yes, we do. Absolutely, we do. We will be at the Gophers Saturday home opener, if you will. They already got a win back on Thursday. That's next weekend for us. So much fun to be had in September. Glad you're having fun with us today. A little earth, wind, and fire. There's going to be a lot of September songs today. Stick around. We'll be right back. Absolutely, here we are. We're back on the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Dave Hoops is with us in just a moment. He's one of our illustrious sponsors. Dave Cook, we are blessed with several. Absolutely. Let's start with the OG Arola Architecture Studio. OAR Holdings, Cross Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer in northeastern Minnesota. 
Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road in Proctor and Two Harbors, downtown here at Blackwater, and Tavern on the Hill up by the colleges if you're back in school. Make sure you head on over to Tavern on the Hill. Anybody else think about Billy Madison when they hear that? Oh, back to school. Go ahead. Avenue 45. The Mall Royal Bottle Shop. Also, if you're back to school, right up by the colleges. Stewart's Bike Sports and I Trophies. I think those students have been there already. Go ahead. Your B Resort and Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. And also our friends at Comfort Systems. They invite you to sign up for a service appointment online. Simply mention you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page. And receive $20 off that appointment. All you got to do is visit ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. And again, we talked about Mount Royal Bottle Shop. They offer 10% off all of their Hoops products on Saturdays, courtesy of the Northland Sports page. Why? Because Mr. Dave Hoops is part of our show each and every Saturday. Dave Hoops, good morning, sir. How are you today? Uh, Good morning, guys. Um, I'm good. Happy Labor Day weekend. And um, just a side note, just appreciate all your kindness. Very, very great. Thank you. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. It's always fun to hear from you. So speaking of hearing, we're going to guess that you heard our opening topic. September is not without a litany of fun sporting events to participate in, observe, get excited about. You can uh, suggest your action any way that you'd like. I left a couple off when speaking to Dave Cook, and I'm going to add them intentionally when speaking to you, because two more of the greats are more of the niche sports, if you prefer niche, more power to you if you prefer niche. That sounds classier, I guess. But we can't forget U.S. Open tennis and Ryder Cup golf that will overlap late September into early October. So I'm going to pin it to you, Dave Hoops. I'll give you the same question. You have one ticket. You can go to an early season NBA game. I know that starts in October. Early season NHL, same idea. Twins in a pennant race. Vikes early season. Or for you, I'll sprinkle in Ryder Cup or U.S. Open. What are you doing? I'm going to the U.S. Open. And um, I'm going to go on... um, semi-final Friday when there's four men left playing and I would probably like to stay overnight and then see the women's final the next day just to put a little icing on it. That would be my choice. I'm glad you mentioned that because I mentioned at the outset being a charter customer, I am now without the ESPN family of networks and in general I shrugged my shoulders and thought, so? But at the same time, I've been texting you throughout the past week of you and I are kind of the night owls watching US Open Tennis. That I will probably miss, or can folks go to the brewery and still catch it? Do you have it? Well, um, I've got strong opinions about sports programming, and um, I pay a ransom that could fund a small country to uh, <laughs> a satellite company so that I have every possible channel at home and at work. And, yeah, you can watch anything you want there, and we are authentically proud of our sporting um, enthusiasm and yeah come on down it's uh they're always on so where is your vested interest most right now i know we talked a little bit of tennis and i'll get back to it in a moment but umd football got a big win this week gopher football got a big win this week won't be long till they'll be playing your your ducks of oregon in conference play but we could talk about that another time the twins got a massive win last night they're at the most important stretch of the season i said this is simply head on a swivel it's hard to prioritize but do you a certain way I do, you know, and what, number one, as you know, I've, I've been attending quite a few Twins games. And, yes. and of course, I, I remain optimistic, even as I watch them lose with one out left on Wednesday. I was going to say, can but, I say um, one thing? If you're going, don't expect nine innings, because the last two you've been to, I think, win a total of 23. Yeah, you are totally correct. You're totally on it. 
Um, but yeah, that's my my main focus. But I watch the uh, Open day and night. And like tonight, for example, my two favorite men's guys are both featured on the night matches. And last night we almost lost the villain, who I don't care for. But the man, you got to give him credit. He played until deep in the night, and he came back from two down. I'm talking about the Joker, right? And um, yeah, so I'm watching that, and I'm just paying attention to a lot of stuff. I watched the the, the World Track Championships you know, like 10 days ago. And that was like the Olympics and waiting. There's, there's so much. And like you said, the major sports are just coming at us, you know, 120 miles an hour. And it's the best time of the year for that. It really is. Sometimes I think I forget how much I truly enjoy September. Then I look at the calendar and go, Oh, this is coming this week. This is coming this week. And this is coming this week. I want to close the topic of tennis with you real quick. I love talking to you about it because frankly, there aren't enough that I can do that with, but specifically American men's tennis, because the men's game throughout global sense is great because of, you know, folks like Djokovic, love him or hate him, Elkarez, you know, there are great players. But American men, there aren't enough. We both grew up in eras that had plenty. You know, Connors and McEnroe, Sampras and Agassi, Chang, Courier. There were eras where you could pick a guy or you could have purely American rivalries. Now you look at the U.S. Open specifically, and Andy Roddick is the last one to win it, and that was 20 years ago. Can American men's tennis be saved and if so, by whom? That's a great question. Now, as of this morning, just in about an hour or so, we're going to have our fifth American man playing to make the semis. And for those of you out there, that's 16. That'd be five of 16. Um, yes, they can. Eventually, Djokovic will slow down. Um, the young guns in the middle have only won one, Medvedev. You know, you got zero Medvedev, um, you know, is the past, etc. Now Carlos um, Alvarez is, is uh, the the future, and I believe he could be another. But Fritz and Tiafo are, uh, I think, the real deal. And this young Ben Shelton character is just fun to watch. He had a, almost a 150 mile serve yesterday. So yes, Brian, we did grow up in the heyday. You know, Mac Johnny Mac won what five of these things, something right. like that. Right. But let's just be patient and keep rooting for him. I can appreciate that. I'll tell you what, if and when you make it to Flushing Meadow again, I don't beg for much, but can I please, please, please go with you? A night match at Flushing Meadow, definitely on my bucket list, certainly. I forget how much of a tennis fan I am until I turn a match on and then I can't look away. It just, it happens to me again. Speaking of something I can't look away from, I saw on your social media, Guava Wheat is here, man. I'm looking at the pictures going, I'm making it to hoops this weekend, if for nothing else, just to get on that again. Yeah, you know, it's really a great beer, uh, and you should definitely rush down to get it. Um, our head brewer, Casey, is a pretty major fan of the band Ween. And yeah. um, surprisingly, Ween is playing today at Surly Brewery outdoors in the nice 100-degree heat. And um, so Casey named this beer, which we used to call it Guava Wheat. Um, he made a special version and named it Pier Guava. And, um, yeah, it's really, really great. And um, like you guys were talking about, uh, Dave, I, I'm sorry, but I love heat, and this summer has been really lacking. It's okay. So I'm, this is the hot weather beer, and today, this weekend, is the hot weather weekend of the summer. So come get some. That's the easiest way that I tell my Daves apart. Usually I address you guys by first and last on purpose because radio is not a visual medium and you can't see one another. But there's one Dave that I can talk to when the weather's nice and warm one that I want to talk to more when it cools off a bit, one that I can go outside the major four sports if I need to, one that I just don't. You know, we can, I mean, this is kind of funny. You could play the Heat Miser song 
when Dave comes on, you know, the the I'm Mr. Heat Miser, and then I'd be Mr. Cold Miser. There you go. I would probably go with the heat is on, second Glenn Fry reference of the day, and then cold as ice when I'm introing you. <laughs> but speaking of everything being really great, that's the case with all the beer at Hoops Brewing. It's also the case with Dave's, Dave Cook's, of course, life-altering questions. What do you got for us today? So um, we just talked about tennis. And so um, my first question is going to be t- sort of tennis-related. Okay. All right. So um, I know a lot of tennis people that, uh, that you know love the sport, not sure about other sports that are similar. Fast pitch softball players, baseball players look down their nose at slow pitch, right? That's for people that can't play those other two sports, right? Um, hockey players, you know, if you say bandy, hockey players are like, oh, God, yeah, right, bandy. Now, bandy is a specific skill set, right? It's a, kind of a different sport, but you'll still hear them kind of roll their eyes, right? Right. So, pickleball, gentlemen, are we in or are we out? Oh, I'm locked and loaded with an answer for this, but Dave Hoops, go first. That's such a great question because um, I played yesterday at the family reunion for uh, Laura's side this weekend. There's a bunch of us here, and uh, we played all afternoon, and they're all older than me, and they've gotten me into it, and um, I'm the only non-retired guy ever at the court, right? But here's the funny thing. A lot of these old folks are kicking my butt. Um, it's a simple game. It's easy to, to learn. I think it was kind of almost like a throwaway, kind of like, oh, let's just see what we can scam people into. Now it's the fastest-growing paddle game sport in the country, as you know. Um, I'm not like a fanatic, but it's fun. Not as fun as ping-pong, though. That's my answer. I completely agree with that last sentence because I am an avid ping-pong player and love that sport, but I used to love tennis in terms of playing it as well. Now, granted, with my physical circumstances being different, I was very much a doubles player. My range is not very great, but you know, once I get to the ball, my hands can do whatever you needed to. So pickleball, I'm 4,000% in. And, you know, people that look down on that because it's, well, this is older people that can't play tennis anymore or what have you. Yep, that's my answer. And I'm one of those people and I still want to be active. I would love to do it. Just like you said, fast pitch and baseball players look absolutely down at slow pitch players. What did I play until I was probably at least 40? Slow pitch because I could. There's still joy to be had, competition to be had. I'm all in. I haven't had the chance to play pickleball yet. If anybody needs somebody to play with, please contact me. I'd love to try it. Outstanding. Question two. Dave, uh, Aaron and I are going to drive through the mountains of Colorado uh, today or tomorrow, actually. Um, and so one of the questions I have is, so if you're traveling, if you're, if you're on tour, shall we say, um, and you're thinking about stopping for, for a brewery, which Aaron's going to want to do, what do you look for? What do you look for if, if you don't know anything about them? What are you looking for when you're traveling and you're going to stop at a brewery? Great question, Dave. And I actually hope to be speaking to you, gentlemen, next Saturday. I have to go to Denver next week to judge the Great America Beer Festival, which is I'm honored to do. And to your point, when I'm there, I'll be visiting a couple of breweries in Boulder. And the, the big draw for me is, well, Boulder's a pretty cool town as far as you can't afford to live there, but you can certainly afford to have a beer there. And um, I'm looking for like an inviting, just kind of a, a really, really old school vibe that doesn't have the newfangled, you know, fancy, trendy thing going on, number one. Number two, I'm looking for a variety of beers, not eight IPAs on tap. No offense to the breweries that do that. I mean none. And number three, I'd like outdoor seating on a sunny day. There you go. Easy, simple. 
I would agree with all of that. And my answer is going to be very simple because I'm just probably going to look for Dave Hoops. Because full disclosure, I have not been to a brewery outside of Minnesota or Wisconsin. Most of them in our Northland area, but I have been, you know, mainly in Minnesota and Wisconsin in any brewery. So I haven't necessarily traveled looking for a brewery. I would take the lessons I've learned either from Dave Hoops himself or at Hoops Brewing. I know that I love fruit beers, so I would look to see what they have that way. I would look to see if if beer moses exist most places. I think maybe Dave Hoops will laugh at me because those are hard to screw up, but they're also very good. So I'm going to go with something that I think my palate will enjoy. All right. Question number three, guys. Jimmy uh, Buffett passed this morning, and um, he's one of the great groupie bands, right? So it's you know if you if you follow Jimmy Buffett, chances are you followed Jimmy Buffett. The Grateful Dead were that way, right? Frankly, Trampled by Turtles is that way. People follow them all over the place. Um, what makes a great groupie band? Why? Why do people do that? Well, there's a few really obvious reasons, but I would have to say, you know, uh, the bands that you just named, I'm, I'm not much of a, a dead fan, but um, I, I saw Neil Young many, many years. He lived in, you know, right in my neighborhood, almost in, out there and and I believe that you can follow a band when it becomes like the culture of, of the actual band uh, is resounding. I don't have any idea how Dave Matthews has been getting 30 years of this. <laughs> it's because Joe Wicklin's still alive. He goes to all of them, but go ahead. Well, exactly. And that, that's great. I would never judge anybody. You, you like what you like. I wish I could have seen Bob Marley. That's a groupie band. I mean, but also a genuine human being that has a message. But to answer your question, it's about the culture. It's about... Um, identifying with the band and the others that you follow and just find that kind of being a part of something and you know which gives you great joy pretty simple i appreciate that answer and i appreciate the fact that dave hoops is absolutely carrying this segment because for the second question in a row i don't have much of an answer because i don't do that the closest thing would be locally i really like laura velvet as a cover band because they play all kinds of covers that i like so i tend to kind of follow them around but a different animal when you have personal friendships with half the band that makes it different too so the only thing that i can really relate it to is if you ask you know why do groupie bands exist why do fans do that i think it's the same question that we get as avid sports fans why do you flock to the tv or radio or to the stadium to see this team over and over and over again and the bigger difference is in sports you can walk away disappointed because your favorite team lost while you were there Unless a concert is absolutely hot garbage, you probably don't walk away from following your favorite band utterly disappointed like we can as sports fans. That's a great point, guys. All right, last question. I was reading an article yesterday on baseball's Hall of Fame and the players that are currently playing and who are locks, who maybe are, and there was one special category, and they called it the Jake DeGrom category. So here's my question. Jake DeGrom passes the eye test as a Hall of Famer. You watch him and you see this guy is as good a pitcher as I've seen. However, he has missed close to 80 starts in his career. His numbers aren't going He's not got 100 wins yet, guys. His numbers are not going to be fantastic. He's, 30, he's, he's getting old. He's 35, I believe. He, he might not get to 100 wins the way things are going. Is Jake DeGrom a Hall of Famer? No. You know, very simple answer. You just made all the reasons for it. Yeah, he's a great pitcher. But um, unless he, he pitches for five more years at a really high level, I don't think we're having the station very long. So my only addition to that answer, because I agree with it, and it kind of pains me to say it, because certainly was an Emma DeGrom fan, and it's 
kind of one of those what might have been or what should have yeah, been. Truly. But we just had a gentleman retire last week that we talked about that is kind of in the same boat who did reach over 100 wins. Steven Strasburg, to me, is nowhere near a Hall of Famer. So when you put the numbers up against each other, Jacob deGrom is nowhere near either. It's just a situation of coulda, woulda, shoulda. My question is, Harold Baines did it for hitters. Harold Baines did good, not great, and he got in. Who's going to be the pitcher that was good, not great, and got in? Because if it is a Strasburg or DeGrom, one could open the door for the other, or there could be another candidate out there. How about Adam Wainwright? It's possible. (laughs) He's going to cling to the fact that if rings matter, St. Louis was perennially contending because the other caveat is with all the analytics and numbers, pitching wins are not a measuring stick anymore. But you looked at him and you never said Hall of Famer. He's just got numbers because he pitched forever. You know, if there's a Hall of Fame of beer, and if there is, Dave Hoops is probably exactly where it is, but I would put Hoops Brewing in said Hall of Fame. To close the segment, it's a holiday weekend, extra day to get down there. Give them extra reasons, Dave Hoops. Oh, I'm on it. Uh, we just talked about guava. Here, guava. We've got 48 IPA, which is the mother load for IPA lovers. We make it infrequently. People just flip for it. It's a big glass of hops. Um, we've got UK Pale, which is a really unique beer that nobody else makes, uh, really easy to drink and approachable. And then, boys, we have, of course, uh, uh, we've got Cribbage, we've got Trivia, but Wednesday we've got Dating, which Dave is, is a fan of, or at least Aaron is. So uh, come on down. And, <laughs> and Dana looks at the radio. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad for yeah. Dave's marriage that you edited that. But Dave Hoops, this was fun. It always is. Appreciate you to no end. Let's talk again next Saturday. I know you and I personally will talk much before. Have a great holiday weekend. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend yourselves. Absolutely. That's our guy, Dave Hoops of Hoops Brewing, one of our illustrious sponsors. When we come back, we will play buy or sell to close out hour number one. I'm Brian Prudhomme. He's Dave Cook. We are the Northland Sports Page. Stick around. We'll be right back. This September morning's got me feeling pretty good here on the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We are just enjoying all of the things on the sports calendar. It's a busy one this month. We're just two days into it. Already feels like it's been half the month, but that's the fun of it. There's always something. And thanks to our sponsors, we've always got something to tell you on the Northland Sports page. Absolutely. We just had a chance to talk to uh, Dave Hoops from Hoops Brewing. Brian, you know, it is Pride Fest weekend. And if you're downtown celebrating, uh, if you're down at Bayfront, what a great place to go. Head on over to Hoops Brewing. Uh, a little bit of libation. It's hotter than the blazes out. I mean, what a great place to go and just relax if you're enjoying Pride Fest. Uh, OAR Holdings, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier, carrier, Northeastern Minnesota, your carrier, HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road, in Proctor and Two Harbors, at Blackwater Downtown Tavern on the hill up by the schools. Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, and Arola Architecture Studio. And, of course, our friends at Comfort Systems, they invite you to sign up for a service appointment, whether it be furnace cleanings or anything with any other appliance in the home. Hopefully that furnace gets some more time off because outside is going to feel like a furnace this weekend. But any of those service appointments at Comfort Systems, just register at ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. Simply mention you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page. You will get $20 off that appointment. Also, Mount Royal Bottle Shop. Dave mentioned what a great place Hoops Brewing is. You can get Hoops product at Mount Royal Bottle Shop. And on Saturdays, thanks to the show, you can get it for 10% off. 
on Wednesdays, Wine Wednesdays. It'll be that second day of school for a lot of teachers out there. Wine Wednesdays might be busy. 10% off the wine selections at Mount Royal Bottle Shop. And then speaking of Wednesdays, Blackwater is the place to be, especially if you work in healthcare. We're so appreciative of you. Blackwater goes the extra mile to show you. Every Wednesday is Healthcare Professionals Day with a valid work badge. 20% off your food and drink in the lounge, on the patio. You can also enjoy live music from Paul Metza. And Blackwater's got so many great menu items. June and January, and I'm a big fan. Big maybe being the operative word because I'm only one, but I've done the fondue for two many times. You know, Brian, we talked earlier about the colleges coming back in session, you know, with with Tavern being up there, with Mount Royal Bottle Shop being up there. If you're going into healthcare, uh, some of the things you're hearing is that, you know, people don't express their appreciation. You know, you're going to work hard. You're going to work lousy hours. You're going to deal with a lot of weird people. Um, But Blackwoods is showing how much they appreciate the career you're going into. You know, uh, the Wednesday event at Blackwater is something that really is a thank you. But all of us in in Duluth, in in our region, we're a healthcare community. And so if you're going to school and you're going into a healthcare program, one, thank you. Two, take advantage of the take advantage of Blackwater. Absolutely. It's a community event of sorts at Blackwater. Again, 20% off all the food and drink. There's plenty of good things to buy on the Blackwater menu. You can buy it for a little bit less, and right now we're going to play buy or sell. Uh How it works, I'm going to give a statement on each of the four major leagues, NBA, NHL, NFL, and MLB. If you agree with what I'm saying, you say buy, and you tell me why. If you disagree with what I'm saying, you say sell, and you tell me why. It's just Dave and I again today, so Dave gets to determine the order and then give his piping hot takes as well. Piping hot takes. Let's go with the wild, speaking of piping hot. All right, so you are going with NHL, and it is the wild today. Yeah, sorry, I always do that. That's all right. So does Pitt. Speak, Dave. Everybody who plays it except for me, who invented the game, plays it wrong. Speak, but I speak, Dave. I make Which adjustments, on-the-fly adjustments. See last night's football game. We're good at those. <laughs> so for the NHL, the topic du jour is the wild. So the big offseason move for this cash-strapped team that can't make very many was getting the Gus bus back between the pipes. However, their biggest name in goaltender lore for this roster is the other guy. So buy or sell that you can still see Marc-Andre Fleury playing a big role in this wild team. Buy. Uh, and I buy because Gus had a great year. That's one of one. Yep. <laughs> he's been he's been a serviceable NHL, AHL on the bus, speaking of, guy for his career. And then he, he balled out last year. Is it possible that that's the guy that, that is now going forward? Yes. And then Flower, we're not going to see much of. But I, I got to see it twice, and if if uh, if we can't see it, Flower's going to be the one, and Gus will be the 1A, just like it was at the beginning of last year. Here's where you and I together could be terrible radio, because I could honestly go, yep, and move on, because I will buy for a litany of reasons, many of which you've covered. I do think that any good contending team in the wild think they can be one, at least during the regular season, needs two good goaltenders. In the regular season, the Wild, for the most part, over the past several years, have been blessed with that. It's led to some problems of picking the right one in the playoffs, what have you. But yes, Marc-Andre Fleury could certainly play a big role on this team. He has the Hall of Fame, cup cred credentials, all that good stuff. If Gus slips, because it'd be a bit of a sophomore slump, if you will, because yeah. only his second year of being a marquee guy. And leagues make adjustments. The NHL is no exception. You hear it more in baseball, but the league may figure you out. And Marc-Andre Fleury may have to step in and be big. The other thing is intangible because Gus is still a young goaltender. If he hits a bad stride, if you will, maybe Marc-Andre Fleury plays some games in his stead, but also talks to the kid and goes, here's how we get through this. 
Maybe they've got a goaltender coach who also plays the position. 100%, and then that'll prove me wrong, which will be fantastic. All right, one down, three to go. Let's go uh, the other winter sport. Let's go with the Wolves. All right, so the NBA. I kind of cheated on this one because I thought of it in a different sport, but maybe it relates best to the NBA because they've got some good ones. Guys like Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Reggie Miller, what have you. We always hear about great players don't make good coaches. There are some exceptions, but great players don't make good coaches because they didn't have to think. It came naturally. What about analysts in broadcasting? Buy or sell that great players make for great analysts. I'm going to sell the premise. I will tell you that the NBA, because they allow more personality, their superstars have personality. Uh, And they just say, knock yourself out. Can you imagine? So the NHL is pretty buttoned up. Right. Can you imagine if the NHL had their superstars just let their hair hang down and, and get after it? Baseball forever, my whole life, has looked down on that sort of stuff. And so, I mean, color guys could be could be a little squirrely, but don't get too far. Um, but the um, baseball is also buttoned up. Football, there's just – we don't know the players. We know the helmet and the jersey they wore. And so the NBA, when it comes to personality and and their – representation it's they do it right right so you're selling the premise but because it's the nba you're kind of buying because that's what i'm doing because i put this question or statement under the umbrella of the nba i'm going to buy it because the proof is in the pudding i would love to watch charles barkley and kenny smith basically analyze nba basketball until i can't do it anymore i challenge the nba to give dennis rodman one game i want to see if he makes it through fcc regulations but give him one let's just see what happens I think because NBA rosters don't have to be particularly deep and you don't have to know intricacies of, of too many things, that that helps, the, that helps the superstar piece. Where I actually got this question from, though, is more or less football because I'm tired of hearing Dan Orlovsky try to tell us what it takes right. to be a great quarterback because how did he ever know? He was terrible. He's known for the safety rolling out out of the back of the end zone in the Metrodome. And for football, it's different because I used to think you didn't necessarily have to be good. You just had to have played for Dallas. Because there's Romo, there's Aikman, there was Dandy Don. It didn't matter. But it's interesting because there are a lot of former poor players that are making for okay analysts or former poor players that say too much and, and you roll your eyes like Dan Orlovsky. So here's, I think this might be the best way for me to say it. Would you watch Kenny, Charles, and Shaq do a football uh, just to have them review football games. I think you probably would. And I the, think you would too. The Mannings are proof of that. I'm not sure what we wouldn't watch Peyton and guys. Eli try. Yeah, but I'm saying like they could try an NBA game. They could do MLB. People tune in. Right. So maybe the maybe the NFL is starting to get that way. Right. Because I'd listen to Barkley analyze just about anything because of his ability to see sport. And tell it like it is yes. and not be afraid of that. Yep. That and is so. a dying trait in society today. Or it's a building trait in the NBA. I hope so. Yeah. So halfway down, half is left. Depends on your glass. Half empty, half full. Where are we going Let's next? Let's go Vikes and finish with baseball. All right. So NFL. The TJ Hawkinson extension is the biggest Viking news, arguably, of the week. Buy or sell, and this is tricky, so listen closely. Buy or sell that the TJ Hawkinson extension is good news for Kirk Cousins. Interesting. Um, right? I get paid for the good ones. That's so, what I say in my so HR job. I'm going to try to give you an interesting answer. Yes. That's a buy. But yes, it's a buy. But but not necessarily for Kirk Cousin, Minnesota Viking quarterback. So I think that having Hawkinson happy in there from the get-go is going to help uh, is going to help Kirk, the quarterback, 
really put up some decent numbers. But I think having Hawkinson at that price and having Jefferson at that price, and, and nobody talks about Derisaw coming up next summer, they're not going to be able to afford him. Right. So you took the answer right from oh, me. Oh, come on. I, I was I, trying to go off. But them. I hoped you would because I hoped you would see the forest through the trees kind of thing and not just say, well, yeah, I mean, this team is so much better with TJ Hawkinson in uniform. No question about it. Now, I think Steve Patosha may have nailed it that there may have been a lot of ploys taking place because all of a sudden the back trouble that Dave Cook is clearly having today, yes. TJ Hawkinson is not. The ear infection, he certainly heard the cha-ching loud and clear. That's a little bit eye-rolly on my part. But I do think that obviously TJ Hawkinson makes a difference for this season. You like the chances of this offense having firepower with him versus without him. But you talked about Derisaw, O'Neal, Kirk decisions. You got to spend more than $12 on this defense. Yeah. Kirk is tremendous in a number of ways, and I know that there are people out there that don't want to hear that. I like his personality. I like his consistency. He's a good but not great quarterback. I'm not sure that you can even have a hope of extending him with the financial situation in other areas. So a regime, a GM that hasn't drafted beautifully has some pressure to do it eventually. Oh, goodness gracious. How about the amount of budget pressure they're going to have? Thing is, is Cousins going to have a tight end now who can be a nookie blinky. He's got the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's got a rookie wide receiver who understands the game. And he has an offensive coordinator who's the same guy two years in a row for the first time ever. So let me ask Kirk you a little bit. Up. So let me ask you a little bit of a bonus question. Because they kept the roster pretty much the same yep. from Zimmer to O'Connell in year one, we kind of thought, well, we're still in a win right now mode, and then you change everything. With the Hawkinson extension and with all these weapons for Kirk, but Kirk's future being the most uncertain, is this still kind of a win now mode for one year? And we're going, well, we're resetting and we're building for it. We just have no idea who our key signal caller is going to be. Yes, I believe that 100%, but it's got nothing to do with the offense. I think that this is a win now program because they brought Flores in to coach the defense. After and if he does any good, he'll only be here for two years. That's fine. But the abomination that was last year and they still, I mean, people talk about, well, they won one, one uh, score games. Well, it's because their, their defense kept giving up points, right? Their offense can score. If their defense now can take the ball away once in a while, they are playing for this year. Right. A lot of people get disappointed that we are on instead of fantasy football weekly. Here's my fantasy football advice for this season, at least until proven otherwise. If you have a player playing Minnesota, start them. Yeah, right, right, unless they're unless they're due to fumble. So we're going to close with Major League Baseball, and I probably did this a little bit late because we got to get to Mike Zagelmeyer and start hour number two. But buy or sell, the Minnesota Twins have a five-game lead. Buy, because that's true. But buy or sell, that this bullpen can do enough to hold on to this division lead for the Twins. Buy. I do like the bullpen. I don't always understand its management. Um, but I think that we've seen Jacks take a step. Pagan's been good. Um, you know, we've got a we've got a closer, right? Um, and frankly, Funderburk was fine the first time, and it just put him in a pressure situation the second time, which I shouldn't have done. But look at look at the guys who are coming up. Winders back, and and all these guys again. Like I was saying, if it clicks, this team could be pretty good. They're talking about putting. Um, I almost said today, and oh god, um, they're they're talking about putting Maeda in the bullpen now too. And so that bullpen could be really strong. I agree with most of that. I'm going to buy, but I'm not going to buy based on the management of the bullpen. I'm going to buy based on the management of the starters. And maybe they're the same thing because they're certainly related. But you said a week or two ago, or maybe both weeks because we've harped on it, that you've got starters that want to and can go deep into games. Now's the time to let them do it. You've got bullpen buttons that you push and sometimes go wrong on you. 
Well, don't push him in the fifth or sixth inning. Yeah. Try to get that six or seven out of your starter. You got it out of Joe Ryan last night. That surprised me, not just because Texas's lineup is great, but because Joe Ryan is still coming off an injury. The fact that you gave him that leash was fabulous. Don't forget it. Do it right. with guys like Keuchel that have been there, done that. Do it with Sonny Gray, who's been there, done that. Do it with Pablo Lopez, where no matter how much you miss Luis Arise, he is your best pitcher right now. Yeah, he's your number one. That's for sure. Nope, I agree. I think that's fun. That's a great question. Thank you. I get paid for those. Oh, wait, wrong job. I say that in HR all the time. When somebody says in a job interview, that's a really good question. I said, that's what they pay me for. Meanwhile, we got to pay the bills. Our number one is done. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we start a guest-filled hour number two. Hermantown football coach Mike Zagelmeyer kicks it off. Aubrey Lesty of the Gopher Dance team will follow and then drawing lines to close it. One hour down, one hour to go. We're the Northland Sports Page. Stick around. We'll be right back.